Okay, our topic is clouds and Kiddush Levana. And, and I would just like to mention something uh, uh, interesting, uh, uncanny, uh, perhaps a special Hashkocha Pratis about this, about this title. Um, I was learning different things about Kiddush Levana. I wanted to do something on Kiddush Levana because Motzei Shavuos is one of the uh, classic times where everybody does Kiddush Levana. And... Uh, uh, this year, especially, uh, it looked like it was going to be like the universal time for everybody doing Kiddush Levana. Um, and, uh, and a topic that interested me uh, was uh, this issue of, of uh, when does the moon being in the clouds uh, impact negatively uh, on, on being able to make Kiddush Levana. But then I said... This doesn't. This a. This is a winter topic. This is not a summer topic. In summer, when do we have this? Uh, that the that the clouds that the that the that the the moon is covered in the clouds. So I said, but but in Chutzlar, I'm sure it's very common. Anyways, sure enough, uh, starting on Shavuos, very strange weather decide, descended on the on the whole country here, and there was very dense cloud cover for several days everything was gray this morning it even rained and last night nobody did kiddush levana because you couldn't see the moon because of the cloud cover so so it ended up that uh what i thought would not be uh would not be lemaisa at all would not be practical so it ended up being very very relevant um and i also want to point out that i am uh you see in the picture i am um uh, uh tonight um sharing this Chabura from the office of Chappelle's because uh there's a uh, there's a, a, a wedding of a Chappelle's alumnus uh, God willing I will be attending very soon now our our source material today is is from the Mishnabura um the Mishnabura the Be'er Alocha And this is one of the early editions. Uh, it wasn't in the lifetime of the Mr. Burr, but it was one of those uh, that I found uh, that I found uh, available online. Now, a um, little background: the Shulchan Aruch says, "Someone sees the moon in its renewal state." Mevarech, he makes the blessing, Asher b'mamaro barash chakim, etc., 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 and the text of the bracha is is uh, is developed in the in the in the Gemara and it's in the Sidur. Haga the Ramah points out, Ve'inli kadesh hachodesh ela balayla ve'eish alavana zorachas ve'nehanim meora. You should only do kiddush levana when it's at night when the moon has risen and you benefit from its light. Now, uh, if we ask a very fundamental question, what are we blessing? What is the topic? What is the focus of the blessing of Kiddush Levana? So theoretically, it could be on an astronomical phenomenon on the fact that the moon uh, has these has these different uh, stages, and it has it, its renewal, 
and uh, it could be totally independent uh, of seeing the moon at all. Meaning it could be a, a, a blessing over an astronomical phenomenon. Uh, and the Shulchan Aruch right away um, says, only if you see the moon. So, so it is categorized as 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 birkatariya, as a blessing that is connected with seeing something, uh, which puts it into the category of something you have to see, uh, as opposed to just something you have to know about. So that's one thing. Um, so that would explain why Kiddush Hashanah has to be at night when the when the moon is visible um i, I just want to point out that this whole thing is, is not 100% clear uh, or or is not 100% obvious because uh Kiddush Levat appears in two places it appears in 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 uh in the gemara it's in the the gemara uh sanhedrin where it's discussing witnesses uh who are who are clarifying what the date is um and it's discussing uh 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 and and it's discussing excuse me in the context of that gemara it discusses um what happens if uh until when you make the the bracha over the over the moon and it doesn't actually give us this this grand introduction of of you make this blessing it just says until when do you make this blessing over the over the month and it never says uh that that exact uh formulation of etc that formulation that's from the Yerushalmi. so that's one thing that that uh classifying Birkas HaChodesh is one of the um, uh, Kiddush Levana as one of the, the Birkos HaRe'iyah that comes from the Risham. And that's, um, but there's an added point that the Agur, one of the Rishonim mentions that, that the Ramah brings, and that is V'nehenim Be'ora. And you benefit from its light. Now that's striking. Uh, so it ends up that this is not merely a blessing over the the moon, the moon's renewal, but it has to do with with it's a blessing that involves benefiting from the light of the moon. Now, that being said, um, that still does not move it into the category of a birkazaneni. Because uh, it it is it is th- theoretically one might say that is simply a a shear in what you have to see. It has to, that you have to see a moon that is an illuminating illuminating moon, and and that's only when it's in a state where people benefit from its light. Now, um, if we if we see the the 
we see the Mishnah Bura. So he mentions that night excludes Ben Hashmashos, where the moon is somewhat visible, but it's still day. You benefit from its light. When the shine of the moon is visible on the on the on the ground. Now, if now um, those of us who are city dwellers, so we're really not used to uh, using moonlight. Um, maybe during a power out power outage, but but uh, if people if people live in a place without electric lights, which is very rare to find nowadays, but but uh, somebody goes camping, so so you do benefit from moonlight. You also benefit from starlight. I'll mention. Um, so in this case, halavana be'avim. If the moon is covered with clouds, so now you might be in a situation where a you might not see the moon. B, you might see the moon, but you won't benefit from the light of the moon because the moonlight will not illuminate outside on the ground, so to speak. So, in this case, halavana biavim ima avdak vekalush shenires halavana mimenu veneneba mivarech. If the moon is covered with clouds. But the cloud is dakvikalush. It's it's thin and weak. It's like a wispy cloud where the moon is visible through it. Number one, venanaba, the agur. It's also something where you benefit from the light of the moon. Mivarech, you make the bracha. The in now that's that's already a something that that might be a chiddush too. Uh, to some of us, that you don't need to see the moon in a in a hundred percent clear sky. Meaning, if you're waiting for the uh, for the clouds to part, and and the clouds part, and there's still some thin cloud cover of the moon, you would still be able to make the blessing. Meaning, one not one need not wait until the moon is a hundred percent uncovered. That's number one. Case number two. If the cloud is thick, you don't make a blessing. Okay. Now. What happens if you began making the blessing and then it was covered with clouds? You should finish the blessing. Meaning, you said, Baruch Hashem, Elokeinu Melcholam, Asher Maro. Oh, you look upside, you look up, up, up in the clouds and and the up in the sky, and the and the moon is covered by clouds. You still finish the bracha. On the other hand, if when you look up at the sky, you see the movement of the clouds, you see a very thick cloud coming. Now it's visible, but you know that the moon is not going to be visible um, after you begin the bracha. So he says you should not start the bracha. But then he says, have a look in the bear halacha, which God willing will do. Now, uh, something that might be more lamase, 
if there is some kind of a screen that is separating you and the and the moon, the law is similar to that of the of the clouds. If it's a thin uh, uh, and weak cover, transparent, or perhaps a very thin uh, veil. So so then until he benefits from it and 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 the sheer for that the way of 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 reckoning whether you're benefiting from the light of the moon it's moon that moonlight that you benefit of so you see what kind of things are visible in moonlight are you able to see them there's a um there's a a beautiful tiul down south in israel called nachal chavarim uh and in that Nachal, in that that wadi, so uh, it's it's a place where I think they they uh, go go during uh, during moonlight. Uh, it's very beautiful at uh, in there's in the in the light of the moon. So um, so that's that's a shear. Then you're able to make a blessing. On the other hand. If that which is covering the moon is thick and you don't benefit from the light of the moon, then you shouldn't make a blessing. It's a blessing, it's a it's a blessing in vain. Let's say you would have a um a uh, uh some kind of a stained glass window or some kind of a a translucent window, the kind of windows they put on on uh, bathrooms. Um so then so then ostensibly you wouldn't. Okay. By the way, whatever goes on, if there's any shilas come up, the rabbi will paskin. This is not a shir of psakalacha. This is a uh, halacha uh, uh, exploring topics in halacha shir. Um, now, the veneni meora in the in the bear halacha. Have a look at the mishnah What we wrote about if you think that the moon is going to be covered by by clouds. So that comes from the tshuva of the Radvaz. I believe last time we also learned something from the Radvaz about, about uh, the blessing of a uh, over a king. Uh, he was the one who brought in the Hagdor, brought in the this this uh, way of gauging whether somebody is a king, that even somebody who is not a king but has the power of, of life and death is also uh, also has the status of a king. So so the Radvaz, he was the one who says that if you think that the that the moon is going to be covered, um, so then you finish the bracha, implying that if if not, you wouldn't start the bracha. Meaning, if you see the moon now, but you see that the moon is going to be covered, you don't. Ve'agon Reb Chaim Tzanzer, Ve'hagosav, Reb Chaim Tzanzer in his um, in his notes on the Shulchan Aruch. Now, this Reb Chaim Zanzer is not uh, Reb Chaim Mitzanz, the Divrei Chaim, uh, the Hasidish Rebbe, uh, who is a Talmud of, of Naftali Mirupshitz, um, but rather a, a much earlier Reb Chaim Zanzer, who was actually, uh, he was part of the, the Kloizen Brod in, in Galicia, 
and and he was one of those who was known as as uh, as uh, a great 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 tzaddik and opposing the Balshemtov uh and the uh the the Hasidim themselves thought very highly of him uh there's a beautiful maisa about uh, Reb Chaim Tzanzer and the Balshemtov that uh he before he went to sleep, he would go over the, the events of the day. He was going over and he, and he thought about a psakalacha that he made and he realized that the psakalacha was incorrect. And it was about family law. So he, he was extremely upset that, and he sent his shamas to go inform this, this, this couple that, that the psak had been incorrect. Wow. Then he goes, then he's, he's continuing to try to, uh, 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 before he goes to sleep and, and asking himself, why did such a terrible thing come to me? What did I, what hate did I do? And this was the, Reb Chaim Sanzer was one of those who, who was known as simply didn't do any chatoim, did all the mitzvahs. Uh, so he said, it must be that I didn't oppose the, the Baal Shem Tov. When people went to oppose the Baal Shem Tov, I stayed at home and I just learned. So maybe that was I didn't I didn't join my friends to go oppose the Balshemtov. So he told the Shamus, "Let's go. We'll take some stones. We got to find where the Balshemtov is." And uh, and so he he uh, the Balshemtov was you know in, in a place in the outskirts of town. I think they didn't let him stay in the in the town. They, it was in the outskirts of town, and um, and it was it was it was it was late at night. Uh, they come to the place of the Balshemtov. He's got these these stones. The Balshemtov is learning Kabbalah in the middle of the night. Everything is shining. The Balshemtov looks like this this uh, this angel from heaven. The Balshemtov looks in at him and he shows him. He says he says your psak was correct, and he shows him where uh, based on what the psak was correct. That was the Ruach Hakodesh. Uh, anyways, the the Chaim Sanz turns away. But then he came for a reason. So he threw the stones, not at the Balshemto, but in the direction of the Balshemto. So he was Yotze throwing stones towards the Balshemto. Anyways, they say uh, the, 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 the Misa ends up that the Balshemto went, picked up the stones and kissed them one by one. And the Meshavis and the Balshepta ask, what are you, what, what, what are you, what are you doing? He says, he says, these were stones that were thrown for Avodah Sashem. So um, that's the Rav Chaim Sanza that I knew. Turns out that we have his notes on Shulchan Aruch, which is, which the Midrash Mishabur quotes uh, 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 quite a few times. And, uh, and it's printed, he says, Mr. Burr says it's printed in Tfus Jitamir of the printing of the Shulchan Aruch from in Jitamir. Anyways, he writes, Even if he didn't start making the blessing, after he saw that the moon was covered, as long as Tokhide Dibur didn't, uh, didn't pass. Now, Tokhide Dibur is a very it's it's a very small amount of time uh that is considered an amount which is not an interruption um it's 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 the time it takes to say shalom alecha rabbi omori very very short period of time but uh the 
from the time that the that the moon shone, you're able to make to start and make the bracha. Even if the moon was covered, and his source is from Hilchos, the halachas of making a bracha over 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 thunder, over lightning and thunder. Because if you if you see the lightning and you're you're in the bathroom, but you know that you can get out of the bathroom. Let's say you were in the bathroom and it's a place where you can't wash your hands, but you that you, where you can't, excuse me, uh, make a bracha. But let's say you were just on the way out. Okay, we're back. Uh, he seems to categorize this blessing, Ruchaim Tzanzer, as, as a pure birkas araya, a blessing over seeing the moon. Shalom Ariel. It's a blessing over seeing the moon. And even if, and, and it follows the rules of of blessings that involve seeing something. Now, Mishnaburah makes a point. We might push away his proof. That with regards to the blessing of, of the, the uh, thunder and lightning, the blessings was instituted over something which is a natural phenomenon, but here you need to derive benefit from the light of the moon. Uh, you don't make the blessing after the benefit you're getting from the moon is no longer there. Well, this uh seemingly 
um, I don't know, trivial point. If the moon will be covered up after you saw it, do you do you make the bracha, or do you not make the bracha? It seems to focus on a on a major conceptual issue about the blessing. Is it a blessing over seeing something? And the phenomenon we're talking about seeing is not lightning, but it's the moon in its in its renewal. That's Reb Chaim Sanzer, and he equates the two sets of halachas. Uh, I doesn't the auger say that you have to benefit from the light? That's that's what you're supposed to be seeing. You're supposed to see a moon that that you benefit from. So Reb Chaim Sanzer, of course, agrees that uh, that's the that's the Rama, that you that it has to be. Uh, uh, a moon that is not only visible, but which gives illuminating light. That's the phenomenon you're seeing. It's just like when you see the Yamagoto, it has to be the Yamagoto. The, the, uh, when you, when you, um, that's, that's the blessing when you see, like we spoke, when you see the king, so it has to be a king. When you see the Levana Bechidusha, one of the characteristics of the Levana Bechidusha is that it's illuminating. But the Mishnah in his uh, critique, which is, it seems to be based on the Radvaz, seems to be saying that the illuminating part is not only what you're looking at, but you're also blessing on the benefit of the moon. And so, and so you can only make the bracha while you're benefiting from the from the light of the moon, that's striking. Um, and 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 it could be um, that that we're viewing the moon as an illuminating body, and therefore, even though it's a blessing that includes many themes, but essentially it's a blessing not just on seeing the moon, but experiencing the illumination of the moon. And that could be what uh, the, the Mishnah Bura uh, trying to, um, uh, I guess, defending the Radvaz is saying. Um, now, um now he makes a comment. Ukumola in Birkasamotsi the inamavarech akarsh gamar sudaso ukadeal basimin kufsa machzain sifhes ein shaba mishabura umashma da filu niskar tokade dibur. Let's say um Let's just look at that for a second. Kuf Zayim, Kuf Samach Zayim Sivches. The moment.
Yeah. If you mistakenly ate and you didn't make the bracha of hamotzi, if you remember the middle of the meal, you make the bracha. But if you only remembered after you finished your meal, you don't make the bracha. Mishnah Burra comments on that. Um, maybe I'll even share this. He says, that uh, just like because of mitzvahs, you make the blessing before doing the mitzvah, you make the blessing before deriving benefit. The exception is by mitzvahs, Elim Kani Mitzvah Sha'ir Shalavarechalamovar Basya San. except if it's a mitzvah you're not able to do beforehand, okay, so that might be that that's an exceptional case. Uh discussions. Umiu im efsharlu lecholod mea tov shivarecha motzi yochal. But if you're able to eat more, so say ha motzi and eat more, that doesn't relate to what uh to what happened before. Um, so he says, um, if he wants to, he, he, he goes even further, but uh, he said, once again, the Shulchan Aruch said, um, if you remember during the meal, you make the bracha. If you didn't until you, you finished the meal, um, you don't make the bracha. Okay, fine. And then, then the next thing, sorry, the next uh, Mishnah Bro was, was not relevant. Okay. Um, back to our to our Be'er Aloha. So um, he seems to equate this more with when you're with with Birkas Hanenim, he's he's using a, a, a model of Birkas Hanenim, Birkas Hamotzi, and and he's saying that when the the Hana is over, when the benefit is over in the meal, and he makes a point of even if Tochkei Dibur, it was over a Tochkei Dibur ago, you still can't make the blessing because a Birkas Hanenim has to precede the Hana. So that's categorizing birka salavana, not as a pure birka sareia. Again, I'm not saying that it's only a birka sanenim. I'm not saying that he's saying 
that it's only a Birkas Anani, but it seems to be uh, going beyond the standard Birkas Haraiya. Okay, um, a related issue that comes up then is what about somebody blind? But um, that's really, uh, that's a topic that uh, that needs to be threshed out. Uh, we'll leave that for now. So I'll uh, we'll leave we'll leave that for now. That'll be that'll be uh, uh, something for somebody wants to continue looking and exploring this issue. So have a look at the at the end of the Bira Lacha. Uh, you can see why it's why it's relevant. Okay. Um, anyways, just in summary, there's a uh, there are two Gemaras about about Kiddush Levana about the blessing. Uh, one is in Sanhedrin, where it doesn't actually mention that when one sees the moon, one makes a bracha. In, in Yerushalmi brachas, so there it says what the Lashon of the Shulchan Aruch and the Poskim is, and it gives the bracha. The Ramah uh, uh, brings the Rishonim who say that Kiddush, Kiddush, uh, uh, Kiddush Levana should be done at night, when the moon has risen already, and one benefits from its light. There seem to be two conditions. You see it, and you benefit from it. And the Mishnabura, in, in, in his presentation of the matter, so he makes, makes sure that those two things are there. So if there's thin cloud cover, you both see and benefit from it. If there's thick cloud cover, you might see it, but you don't benefit from it because the moon doesn't shine on the doesn't shine on the ground. And he extrapolates to uh, screens like a, like a veil or glass. So if it's the kind of glass where you benefit from the moon, so fine. If not, that then you wouldn't. Now, the he doesn't mention glass. He says masach, uh, uh, and it could be that let's say very thin uh, curtains might be an example that come up. Um, we pointed out that a, a very specific question which, which comes up in the Radvaz and is argued on by Reb Chaim Tzanzer uh, might be indicative of two different approaches to, to Kiddush Levana. Uh, if you see the moon, but then you see that it's going to, uh, it's going to be covered, do you still say the bracha? So, the Radvaz says no, and Rav Chaim Sanzer says yes. If you see, if if you're able to say the start the bracha toch dibur uh, immediately when that small amount of time, which is the time it takes to say shalom alecha rabbi umari, what's the difference? So Rav Chaim Sanzer uh, uh, draws on the analogy of of the blessing over lightning, and just like lightning is something you see, or thunder is something you you hear. And so also, you saw the moon, and therefore you make the blessing. While you're making the blessing, you have to see it. It's a blessing that you make upon seeing something. Um, I, we said, doesn't the Brahma bring the issue of deriving benefit from the light? Well, that's simply a, 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 an indication of what it is that you saw. You saw a moon that's an illuminating moon. However, the Mishnah Bruce seems to say himself, and uh, and 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 he seems to read that read the Radvaz that way. That there are two different criteria. But Kiddush Levana is both a blessing over over 
uh, seeing something, but it's also a blessing on deriving benefit from something. And, and therefore, it follows the rules of deriving benefit. And therefore, if the, the benefit is over, so if you're going to be making the, you're supposed to be able to make the bracha and then subsequently uh, derive benefit from the, from, the, from, the, from the light of the moon. So that seems to be uh, a difference of opinion. And, uh, and again, he brings, brings Reb Chaim Tzanzer, he brings the Radvaz. Um, he, uh, it does not seem to be um, uh, clearly, clearly decided, though. Uh, even in the Mishnah he refers you uh, to the, uh, the Baralacha. Okay, that's what I wanted to share with you. That uh, uh, that uh, uh, interesting machlokus, machlokus uh, of the of the uh, and uh, and also to share the the experience that I had. That uh, believe it or not, even though it's Sivan, uh, uh, the moon was last night uh, covered with clouds. So. Uh, uh, most people in Eretz Yisrael, you know, unless they're somewhere in the Negev, I guess didn't make Kiddush Levana.